guys, welcome back to another episode of Financial Flex with Lex. I'm your host, Alex. Happy April. Happy Tuesday. How is everyone doing? Good, I hope. So let's just jump right into today's episode. I'm going to start off with a little update. Let's see what I have for you guys. Like I said last week, we are pretty close to paying off our fourth loan. We've paid that off, so we only have three left, which is great. We're moving right along. We have two loans over four, around $4,000 and then one that's $8,000. So yeah, that's that. Um, I did something that I said I would only do once we got out of debt, but honestly, I just needed to go ahead and get this done, but I went and got my nails done. It's been like over a year, like a year and a half, two years since I've stepped foot into a nail salon. Um, So I have a really bad habit of biting my nails. I bite them when I'm bored. I bite them when I'm anxious, when I'm nervous. So, and I hate that. And my nails actually grow pretty long when I have them painted and obviously I'm not biting them. So I was just tired of biting them. So I just bit the bullet, got them done. I'm obsessed with them. I forgot how much Like, you just feel more put together when your nails are done. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But yeah, so um, I felt a little bit guilty. But then I was also like, I don't think $30 is going to, you know, throw me completely off track. So I quickly got over that guilt. I'm sure you guys have seen this whole thing about Biden and loan forgiveness. You guys, I don't know what the heck is going on. I just need this man to tell me whether he's going to forgive up to 50000 or up to $10,000. I just need to know, Joey. Like, come on. What what are we waiting for here? Well, I know what we're waiting for. But yeah, I'm just like, I would like to know what your plan is. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Part of me feels like this whole thing is like they're just stalling for time. I think they're going to wait for more people to get vaccinated and so that more people can return to work and, you know, our society can kind of go back to normal. And then they're going to be like, oh, see, there's no need for student loan forgiveness. You know, America's back, baby. And <laughs> that's how I feel. Um, but who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll be a little bit more optimistic and hopefully he comes through. I did see that he wiped out student loan debt for those who are totally like disabled, which is amazing. So this is life changing, honestly. And then the last life update I have is that the podcast hit 3000 downloads. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Thank you, guys. That is definitely something to celebrate. So um, I will definitely be doing something on the Instagram account to celebrate. So stay tuned for that. If you aren't following the podcast on Instagram, go ahead and do so. Only if you feel like it, though. It's um, Financial Flex Podcast. And as always, be sure to leave this podcast, if you enjoy it, a five-star rating and review. And be sure to share it with your friends, your mom, your dad, whoever, really. Um, I'm Like I said last week, I watch the numbers grow every week, and it's a really, really great thing to see. So thank you guys for all of your support. All right, so that's really all I have. Let's just jump right into today's episode. So I'm sure you've had this similar experience or you know someone who's had this similar experience, but you're scrolling on Instagram, scrolling through your timeline on 
Facebook, Twitter, and then all of a sudden you get a notification that someone just DM'd you and you see that it's someone that you literally haven't spoken to since like high school, middle school even, maybe college, and you're like, huh, I wonder what they want. And then all of a sudden, you just freeze and you're like, oh, no, they're about to try and recruit me for a multi-level marketing scheme. So if you're polite, like me, you may play along, but then eventually be like, ah, no, no, thank you. This really isn't, you know, something that I'm interested in right now. Or you just completely ghost them. Um... And, you know, they're very relentless and they follow up with you and eventually either you just ignore them or you tell them off and they never reach back out to you. By this little, um, what do you call it, scenario, you can guess what today's topic is. It's all about multi-level marketing schemes. Well, not all about because obviously there's just so much and, you know, I try to keep my podcast concise, so I picked out the good parts for you to, so that we could just like, so we could like talk about it today or whatever. But this episode is inspired by Tiffany Ferg. She is a YouTuber that I came across from listening to another podcast called The Financial Diet, and I've been obsessed with her internet analysis series and where she basically gives her commentary on things happening online. And it's so interesting to me. And she, um, on the Financial Diet podcast, she talked about MLMs and then I went on her YouTube and she did like a whole 30 minute video about it. And so that is the inspiration for today's episode. First, I'm just going to start off with you know, talking about my personal experience with MLMs um, because I've had so many, but there's one that pops into my head specific, like very vividly. It was freshman year of college. My friend Bryant and my friend China were with me. So, hey guys, if you're listening, um, we were standing in the aisle of Walmart, in the cereal aisle. And as you know, we're broke college students, literally like rubbing two pennies together, so broke. And we were debating about the cost of cereal, like which cereal we should get because, you know, we're not rolling in the dough. So as we're literally three of us standing, staring at like two cereal boxes, comparing prices and all this stuff, this lady goes, excuse me. And we like look up. And she's like, I couldn't help but like overhear you guys, you know, um, trying to make a decision on this cereal box. You guys just seem really smart, really like, you know, serious, like all this stuff. Right. And we're like, oh, like, thank you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And with us being broke college student, she just saw us as the perfect target to pitch us for, you know, this job opportunity. So obviously we're broke. We hear the word job. We're like, bet, like, let's, whatever. Like, finally, we, we get to make some money because the school that we attended was very small. There wasn't really a lot of job opportunities out there, I would say. And it also didn't help that, like, none of us had cars. So we were just like, this lady is our savior. 
So she gave us, so we, um, we all switched contact information and then, um, what happened? So we all get back on campus and we're so excited because we're like, oh my gosh, like we're going to have jobs. We're going to start making money, blah, blah, blah. And I remember calling my dad, telling him like, oh yeah, like this lady we saw at Walmart, um, she has this job opportunity for us. And my dad's like, what's the name of the company? And I'm like, Primerica. And he was like, ah. And I was like, what? And he was like, no, they tried to get me and your mom like years ago. Like, don't do it. It's like, you know, a scam. And then, you know, me just being the know-it-all 18-year-old that I was, was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm still going to go. Like, I need money. I'm broke. I don't want to keep depending on you to send me money. So... The weekend comes around and we go. It's we take and this was pre Uber days. And side note, I don't know why my friends and I did not come up with the idea for Uber ourselves because we were taking taxis like it was nobody's business. So you would think that we would have come up with the idea of Uber and been like super rich by now. But I digress. So we take a taxi to this location and I'm a little, I'm like already a little nervous. I'm like, oh, I don't know. My nervousness went into like full on alert when we get into this room and they lock the door and we're forced to watch a presentation for like two to three hours. And that was when I was like, wow, my dad was right. This is a scam. So obviously, at the end of the presentation, we tell them that we're not interested and they're really persistent, really pushy. Me, I'm very like non-confrontational. I'm very like, ah, I'm like very like appeasing. So I think I told the lady that like, yeah, like you can reach out to me in six months. No big deal. And so that was, you know, my first run in real run in as an adult with multi-level marketing scheme. And as the years have gone on, I have experienced more scenarios more situations like that um and so I wanted to kind of I hate to use the word expose multi-level marketing schemes but that's what we're going with so today I kind of want to go into detail of what multi-level marketing schemes are you know why they're predatory and other ways that you can make money instead of harassing your Facebook friends. So if you've never heard of an MLM or multi-level marketing scheme, it's pretty much where a person is selling a product and they try to recruit other people to sell that product or purchase product from them. Um, Multi-level marketing uses a really popular marketing tactic, which is word of mouth, which is why, well, now it's basically digital word of mouth, which is why, you know, they're always on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, talking about, oh, I have a really good job opportunity. If anyone's looking for a job, DM me. Or they're, you know, continuously peddling the products online like whether it's you know sharing Instagram stories of them drinking the supplement or you know showing their skincare routine with the product that they're using they're pretty much trying to like inject it into your face as much as possible 
So yeah, like I said, MLMs are basically when someone's just trying to sell you a product or and also a good amount of the time, almost always, are trying to recruit you into their downline because that is how they make money. So let's say I am involved in an MLM. I would hit up every single person that I follow on Instagram in hopes to recruit five people to be under me. And so when they sell products or when they recruit people, I get a kickback. And that's pretty much how MLMs work. For some multi-level marketing I don't want to keep calling them schemes, but that's just what I've always called them. So for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of me not tripping over my words, I'm just going to call them multi-level marketing schemes. So for multi-level marketing schemes, a lot of the times you have to buy your own inventory. They'll say, oh, you need to buy your own starter pack. And so whether it's a supplement, like a dietary supplement product or skincare you're going to need to have inventory in hopes of, you know, selling the product. And this to me is the one of like the major red flags of MLMs is that having to purchase your own inventory because a lot of people use credit cards to purchase that stuff and then they go into debt and then they continue to go into more debt because usually MLMs continue to pressure you to buy more product and then you end up with a hundred thousand LuLaRoe super ugly leggings in your bedroom because you can't get rid of them okay but it's 2021 who even is getting involved in multi-level marketing schemes like don't we all know not to join them by now well no We all don't know. And this is how MLMs can be very predatory because they prey on a specific type of person. So a majority, or at least in my experience, a majority of the people that have tried to recruit me for MLMs have been women. So I feel like they definitely go after women, but they go after specific kinds of women. So they go after um, stay-at-home moms, army wives, people who are looking for a sense of community, someone who they consider to be a quote unquote girl boss, because those are the people that they can tailor their pitch to and kind of get into their minds. So for stay-at-home moms or for army wives, the appeal is being able to connect with other women. For the quote-unquote girl boss, it's being able to quit your nine-to-five, start your own business, you know, create your own schedule, work from your phone. Um, You know, I've heard that that spiel several times. I could almost say it in my sleep. They target those who are kind of, you know, they may not have a whole lot of formal education. So maybe, you know, their job opportunities they may not have like a wide range of job opportunities. So those kinds of people are perfect. I know people um, go after young college graduates because you're in this in-between stage. And it's especially if you're someone who's been applying for jobs and you haven't been able to land something, you're like, oh, this opportunity will be great. And so I think those tactics are very predatory because you are preying on other women. Um, 
in their most vulnerable moments. And to me, that's not okay. So another thing that MLMs do is a promise of community. Oh, so you'll join this Facebook or this private Facebook group, or you have thousands of women who are on your side. Okay, for me, I've come to the realization that I don't ever want to pay for community. Whatever community I'm joining, my money should have absolutely nothing to do with me joining or how much money I can bring into that group. If I'm like real community to me is connecting and bonding with like-minded women over over an array of things that we have in common, not because I paid $200 for a bunch of products and now I'm in this group. Yeah, not cool. So as I was doing research for this episode, I did come across several articles that said that, you know, once you break away from the MLM, that sense of community disappears, like poof, gone. So obviously that whole thing is a fakeade. And now I know you guys are wondering, okay, well, how much money are these people really, you know, bringing in? So there is a popular um, multi-level marketing company called Monet. I believe that's how you say it. And they sell like hair care products, skin care products. I believe mostly hair though. And they have like the worst reviews ever. Like I saw pictures of people who are using their product and like they were literally going bald. So yeah. Um, on their website in really, really tiny letters... It says that their market partners, you you like that, uh, that title, market partner, sounds really like posh, right? So their market partners earn less than $2,000 a year. So they're earning around $2,200 to $1,100 annually. Can you believe that? Now, who's quitting their day job to make $2,000 a year? not me. So you do have to buy your own inventory. So you have a starter kit that, you know, in order to get started, which is like $100. But apparently that only is filled with like a bunch of sample sizes. So they have another level that comes with like, I think, full size products. Um, There are other Obviously, MLMs like I think Arborn. There's another one called Kangen or Kangen Water that I've seen a bunch, and all of these um, companies. I think what they have in common is just selling you a dream. For Monet, it's like oh, you'll have lush, beautiful, model-worthy hair. For Kangen Water, I know that it's something about like it's basically alkaline water, so they're toting all these you know, health, like health benefits and things like that with Arborn. Um, I know that it's like, you know, it's supposed to be like really clean and, you know, healthy and all that stuff. So it's just like, they're just toting you a pipe dream essentially. But despite, you know, awful products, false claims, literally making no money, these companies thrive. So I have here a stat in 2018, um, Multi-level company, multi-level marketing companies made thirty-five point 
$4 billion in sales. And you're like, what? But it's because they monetize social relationships. So that's why it seems like every other day you see someone from your hometown talking about this new amazing product. Like I said earlier, they're pretty much using the oldest marketing trick in the book and it's word of mouth. And now as, you know, social media and marketing becomes more sophisticated, so does their approach, so does their branding. And people really do buy into these companies, therefore allowing them to continue to grow and continue to take advantage of people. So I have another stat here where um, it says about 73% of people involved in MLMs lose money or make no money. 73%. That's literally over half of people who join these um, companies are losing out. And the only ones that are really making money are the ones who get in while it's really, really early. So obviously the people who created the company and the people who are um, early adopters. So they join, they hop on the bandwagon fairly quickly and they're able to get a bunch of people underneath them. And like I said, they get kickbacks from commission of the people in their downline. So the people who are underneath them. So if you're someone who, who jumped on the bandwagon fairly quickly and you have, let's just say 50 people underneath you, you're living the good life. What is there to worry about? But if you're someone who's a late adopter and you came in and you have 49 people under you, I mean over you, and you have a whole closet full of untouched, unused product and you're drowning in credit card debt because you have to restock every month despite not selling what you had last month, it gets a little stressful. So when I do these episodes, I like to include practical like words of advice or just, yeah, pretty much advice that I would like for someone to give me if I'm in, you know, that situation. So if you're someone who, you know, you're kind of feeling persuaded to join an MLM because you're hoping to make a lot of money, um, there are other ways that you can, you know, make money. For instance, you can resell clothes. I think since seeing the success I had last summer, I'm like, oh, wow, I know that it's possible. And that's something that you can start with, honestly, 20, 30 bucks. Go to the thrift store, find some really nice pieces, throw them up online. It costs you nothing on like Depop, Poshmark, sites like that. And then boom, the money that you make from your first sale, you can kind of reinvest it into buying more clothes while you're out thrifting and things like that. So I think kind of finding stuff that you can either resell or even sell like brand new, kind of creating your own business. I feel like if you're going to go that hard, especially if you're already going to buy inventory for that company, why don't you just invest in yourself um, and take that chance if you are able to you know swing that and you have the money to do so obviously if you have two hundred dollars and that two hundred dollars is supposed to last you for the next like month maybe don't do that but if you can swing it why not I think another thing too is that we live in a gig economy so I know it's not 
the best option, but I think it's better than MLM doing DoorDash, Ubering, um, being a grocery delivery driver, things like that while you're trying to figure out your next move. I think that's a good idea as well. Um, I think that the effort that people put into into multi-level marketing companies, they can definitely be putting that energy into something else, into their own business if they wanted to, into, you know, maybe really going after their dreams, maybe, you know, reaching out to people, networking, trying to get their foot into the door of whatever industry they're interested in. I just don't want to see people being taken advantage of under the guise of being your own boss and making an uncapped earning potential when it's clearly untrue. Like I said, people are making less than $2,000. Most people aren't even making anything at all. And that's not something you want to be, you know, wasting your time with. So I hope you found this episode informational educational and if anyone is reaching out to you to join their MLM if you have a feeling that it is an MLM it probably is one and you can just be polite I've had people you know as recently as like a few months ago reach out to me and I've just been like I let them you know talk do their spiel but I'm like yeah it's not something that I'm really interested in at this time and that's that I mean if they're a true friend or someone that has any kind of sense they'll leave you alone so yeah all right guys well i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i will see you guys next tuesday